Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. This is Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Very excited because we have an amazing guest. And I'm going to tell you, this is a very special guest. Um, If he lived in St. Louis, we would be hanging out. That's where I live, by the way, in case you didn't know that. We would be hanging out. We would be great friends because I just recently was connected with him uh, from a fellow musician and owner of a rock school uh, where my daughter learned how to play rock and roll and improvise and do amazing things on the keyboard. And and my friend said, you've got to meet Mike Grande, who is the owner of Staten Island School of Rock and Rock Out Loud. And I said, why? He said, well, just trust me, meet this guy, and you'll understand why in just a moment. So I'm just going to set this up, Mike, before you start talking. Um, the way we, we briefly connected on the phone, I said, what are you going to do for this show that is going to make my listeners interested? You gave me a couple of bullet points. I said, wow, that's perfect. You're a practitioner. You're an entrepreneur. Uh, you're a business person. And you have really uh, gotten into what I think is a very difficult business to be successful in. And you've made a huge, huge success. But then it's like you amazed me. You sent me this video. And I'm going to tell you, there was not a dry eye in my office uh, with the girls here, including myself. I cried in front of my team when I listened or actually watched this video about what you did with one of your students. And that's all about the personalization taken to a whole nother level. All right. Enough about me setting you up. Everybody knows you're an amazing dude. Mike Grande, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Well, that was some introduction. I've been listening to your podcast. I don't think you've given anybody an introduction like that. I'll thank Dave <laughs> Simon for that. He probably paid you really well to say <laughs> stuff like that. And by the way, Dave Simon is our mutual friend here in St. Louis who owns Dave Simon School of Rock, who I'm proud to say my daughter was there for, I don't know, four years uh, from the time she was 13 till her senior year in high school. She was in uh, a number of bands. And when she was 13, she was in the seniors band because they needed a keyboard player and Alex very talented she could like you could put music in front of her and she would just start playing she was absolutely amazing anyway Michael man great to have you on the show give us a little background on Staten Island School of Rock and Rock Out Loud you guys are so, you know, it's funny because when I opened it up 15 years ago, I thought growing up is, I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur is. I thought you have to work a job that you hate just to save up the money to do what you want to do. And then you do what you want to do with that money. And I opened up the Staten Island School of Rock. <laughs> I, my father never told me about being an entrepreneur. I just figured you had to work a job and you do what you love after the fact. So, so what was it that you hated? Well, you know what? It wasn't what I, what I was passionate about. I was really passionate. I taught, you know, it's funny. I taught guitar privately um, for probably about 15 years until my wife proposed to me. And then I said, oh my God, I got to get a dental plan. I got to get a medical <laughs> payment, a medical insurance. So I actually, I, I went to get a real job. I finished my college. I became a school teacher. I always loved teaching, but I always kept my students on the side, always continued to teach part-time. And because that was really my passion. And uh, when I found out how much teachers make, I was like, I can't do teaching. I need to buy a house now because now my wife wants a house. So what were you teaching, by the way? Well, I taught social studies in high school in Brooklyn. And I only taught for about six months. And then I realized you only made $30,000 a year. And I said, I can't do this to buy a house. And then my keyboard player and drummer said, well, why don't you get certified in Microsoft, become an IT guy? 
So 20 years later, I'm a CTO and I'm a certified ethical hacker, which I didn't think. Nah. <laughs> and uh, that's what I do full time. But I've opened up the Staten Island School of Rock 15 years ago after I bought the house saying to my, to my students, if I open up a school and I finance everything, just promise me you'll teach the same way I taught you to all these kids because nobody gets the way we teach because we just do things so different. And they said, okay, I opened up the school 15 years ago. We went, I think four or five schools in, we just kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, now we're at the second point where we're moving into a second location. And of course, the Staten Island School of Rock has the School of Rock name in it. And uh, they had a field day with me because they said, we, you, you can't come now to Jersey under the School of Rock name. School of Rock sent me some nice letters telling me I can't use that name. So I picked Rock Out Loud, and that's my new brand. And it moves to the second location in Jersey. We open up in August or September. And uh, yeah, so that's where I am right now. My goal, my end goal within the next year, I want to do this full time. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, based on, on what I see, because you share with me some of your financials, I think that uh, you're well on your way to doing this. <laughs> but let's talk about how you're growing this business, because you're doing it one student at a time and yep. one uh, set of parents or a single parents, maybe at a time, because you've got two sets of customers. You've got your students that are actually what I would call the uh, influencers in the buying decision, because they, they choose whether they want to play an instrument or not, whether they want to go to your school, whether they like your, your instruction and, and your teachers who you call coaches or not. And then you've got the economic buyer. And that is the parent who's willing to shell out the money for them to go to the school. So you're managing both sides um, and you're building this up. And, and by the way, I just got to read this because uh, part of the official introduction that you gave me um, was I consider myself a successful failure in music. I wanted to be the next Jimmy Page. By the way, those listening, if you don't know who Jimmy Page is, I'm really sorry. Just He's a real famous dude in rock and roll. But that never happened. When my wife proposed to me, I went back to college and got a real job in IT. So, and anyway, um, so let's talk about this. I mean, you know, you, you, your, your students love you and therefore the parents love it because you encourage them to play music and get better at it. And tell us what the secret is. You know, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me. I got up on stage and I, w and I told everybody what that secret was. And I think the day was June the 10th. 2017, I got up on stage after we played to 350 people, all the students at the school, and I said to them in front of everybody, I said, at the Staten Island School of Rock, music is secondary. The whole place went silent. Even my teachers were like, I think he's drunk and it's only one o'clock in the afternoon. And he hasn't had anything to drink. <laughs> I said, because we really believe we're creating leaders and building ch a child's self-esteem and their self-confidence. And we use music as a tool to do that. And I said, let me give you an example. And we just played to 350 people on the stage. Your kids who are eight years old, nine years old, play to 350 people. When they have to go in front of a class to do a book report, I think they're going to have absolutely no problem telling that 30 people in their class that they can do that book report and they can look at their class and speak confidently because they were in front of you today. And those 350 people are nothing compared to the 30 people. And I said, when they get a little bit older, maybe when they're 16 and they're getting their first job interview, and they've gotten all this confidence through how they've been taught to play music. And they can look their, their future boss in their eyes and shake their hand and say, thank you, sir, I'd appreciate this job. It's the confidence that we're instilling and we're using music as that tool. And at that point, after the, after the silence broke and they all got it, I got a round of applause because we just don't teach scales and chords. We teach kids how to be better leaders and give them that self-esteem that they need that they don't get sometimes in school. 
So the little things that we do around the school is uh, just a great example. As soon as you open up my door, I have a, um, a motion sensor and it's a crowd chant like you're at an Aerosmith concert. <laughs> and when that little boy walks in or that little girl walks in and they act, and it's just ah, screaming and people going crazy, I know I got to change that child's state because you don't know if they broke an iPad, if they got punished, if they failed the social studies test. You don't know what they're coming into that school with, but you want to make that the best half an hour of their day or even their week. So you first change their state. When you change their state, everything changes. And those are the things that we do to offer that, that value, that difference. So I, I hear two things, uh, or actually probably more than two things, but let me, let me paraphrase it. Putting kids in front of an audience could be terrifying for most kids. You know, I did magic shows when I was a kid and I'll never forget, even when I performed at birthday parties in front of a dozen or 15 little kids, I was nervous. My legs would literally shake and it took a long time to get over that. And I eventually, uh, they had magic clubs, uh, the Society of American Magicians and the International Brotherhood of Magicians. They both had a chapter in St. Louis. They allowed you to join when you were 14 years old. And I made it a point to learn a magic trick and perform in front of adults every single meeting. And there were three meetings a month. And again, my legs would shake. I went to the talent show in high school. My legs would shake. Wow. Today, I'm so much more confident. Uh, and, I, and when I started as a speaker, if the audience was more than 100 or so people, I felt like I couldn't connect with them. So I would get really nervous. Uh, today, you could put me in front of 20,000 people and I'm very comfortable. Still nervous, different kind right. of nervous, yep. but it's like an anxiety of uh, getting excited about it, kind of a nervousness. But back then it was nervousness out of I'm scared to death. You put these kids at that young age. And so a friend of mine, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, who is a uh, sales uh, motivational type speaker, a, a prolific author, when he does some of his programs, he takes the uh, salespeople who are going through his program out at nighttime to go to a bar and do karaoke. He oh, makes wow. them get up there and sing songs. And, you know, people think, oh, I'm making a fool out of myself. No, you're confident enough to get up there and put yourself out there. So that's number one big lesson, what I think you're teaching the kids. The other thing, I love your concept of the crowd chant and the idea of changing their state. If we're going to give our customers a great experience, if they call a call center, uh, what you need to do is you need to change their state of mind. They yep. need to know as soon as they talk to you, hey, you know, it's the end of your bad day. It's the end of your problems. And you start to, to switch it. If, you, if they walk into a retail store, the way you greet them, you're setting them up. All right. So I, I feel like I'm going to let you go do most of the talking in the next <laughs> segment here, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want you to give us a few more nuggets. And I also want you to give us the short version of your story uh, that you did. Uh, and I'm not going to yep what happened, but believe me, uh, get a Kleenex because you may need it. And uh, don't go away. We're coming right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form. And each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to always be amazing. 
You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Mike Grande about his school of rock, or actually uh, Staten Island School of Rock and Rock Out Loud, his second uh, store, second school. You know what? A few other nuggets. I want to know what the Alexa skill is. That's a great question. So we have all this technology, unlike any other music school where you sit in the back storage room where it's where, you know, a four by four room and an acoustic guitar. We have each room with a, a digital audio workstation. So we can have Pro Tools or Logic, whatever we use to record. So we have electric guitars, amplifiers, we have digital workstations. So we're able to produce music for children to take home with an MP3. So if, you, if your daughter wants to learn how to sing an Adele song and she sings in B flat and that child really wants to sing that song, we can transpose it into a different key so she could walk out after 30 minutes with that confidence that now she's singing Adele. The problem was, is when they would leave, there was no technology for them. So I developed an Alexa skill, which if you just- I think Ah, you know, now, that, okay, yeah. Well, that's what you do. You teach your home Alexa, and I've gotta be careful because she's right behind me and she'll start talking to me. <laughs> your Amazon Echo, you teach the skill. All right, keep going. That's so the- yeah, so the skill is like a, almost like a toolbox. So for example, if, if it's a vocal student, they would go home and they can use the Alexa skill to do the warm-ups. So you can say, Alexa, rock out loud. And she'll say, what would you like to do? And you say, I want to do vocal exercises. So you'll see Alexa will play on the piano with all the vocal exercises that your teacher did on the piano through the workstation. So they have that flexibility for an Alexa dot for $39 where they can bring in their house, wherever they are. And it's a free skill. So if even if they're at their friend's house and they're about to play you know, a song and she wants to warm up, they can use the Alexa skill. It's got built-in drum beats, a guitar tuner. It could tell you chords that are in any song. So you say, Alexa, what are the chords in Smells Like Teen Spirit? And she'll tell you those chords that Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's, it's just a phenomenal skill that we did. And it's free. It costs a lot of money to build, but we offer it as a, as a, a convenience for our student, as an add-on to take this home and use this when you're at home. Oh, and you know, I love that word convenience. That's my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, and you're making things convenient. So I love that. And by the way, any company uh, can do, can create an Alexa skill. uh, And it's it's simple. Uh, By the way, you can listen to this show on Alexa. All you need to do is say, Alexa, please play amazing business radio on TuneIt. And it will. And uh, is she starting to? No, she she isn't hearing me. (laughs) I'm trying to be very soft. All right. Uh, Hey, so this story, I've teased the audience a little bit. And this to me shows how much you care about your customers, your students. It shows uh, that you're really willing to go and and personalize the experience to them. So go ahead. I'll, I'll get my Kleenex. (laughs) <laughs> well, what I, what I can tell you is it's tough to, to really convey the story over the podcast. So if you want to go to youtube.com slash rock out loud, it was my video for Shep. And uh, so what we do is we, we've, um, for everybody that's been coming to our school for a year, we've sent them personalized gifts. I read a book from Robert Caldini and he said, yes. personalize your gifts and don't brand them. Make it really original and sincere, but don't put your brand name on it. So everybody that was coming to us for a year got a personalized gift. Guitar players got guitar straps with their na- name embroidered on it. Drummers got drumsticks with their name engraved on it. We couldn't figure out anything to do with the singers and the piano players. So what I did was I found a way to take a wave file that the teacher was actually giving words of encouragement to. So for an example, it was like, hi, Josh, uh, this is me, your teacher. And I just wanted to tell you you're doing a great job. 
But what I would do is I would take that WAV file and I would print it out as you would see a visual WAV file and then associate a QR code with it. All right, so, so a WAV file, for those that don't know, is oh, just basically, no, no, it's You're right. the best way to describe it is, is like we're, we're talking right now back and forth. We're creating a file and the WAV file is a format of any digital file. It could be a music file. It could be a, a, speech. You know, yeah, a speech. So that's a WAV file. Right. Thank you. And then what you do is you'd put the QR code there. So your phone, which can read QR codes, would put it up against that QR code and read and you would hear your teacher talking to you through this picture. It was a phenomenal piece of technology. The kids absolutely loved it because when a kid comes home and they fail a class or they had a fight with their friend and they just want to put their phone up against this wave file, they get to hear words of inspiration from their teacher and it changes their state, brings them back to that smile on their face, even if it's for one minute, but they have this for the rest of their lives. Uh, so now to the, to the tearjerker part of the story, we had two children that were coming who lost their father to a suicide. And the children, I believe, were 11 years old. And we got a phone call that one of the children were in a, a psychiatric ward in, uh, I think it was up White Plains, New York. And we were just devastated because th these children relied or came to our school and connected with our teacher, our coach, I should say, Josh. And all they did every single time they came was they wrote music to write to their father in heaven. And uh, Josh wow. was very, very, very connected to him and to them. And he was really upset over the fact that they weren't coming anymore. And they were worse. They were, they were in a psych. One of them was in a psychiatric ward. And uh, it really hit us hard. So I said, what can we do for them? So I said, I think I got it. I asked Josh to, to set, set aside 15 minutes just to record words of inspiration to both of these brothers. And what I was going to do is take it, create a QR code, print it out, frame it, and then ship it overnight to the, uh, to the hospital. Well, I spoke to the mom. She said, I don't know how long we're going to be here. So you can ship it overnight to my home and, and that's what we'll do. And you can, you can send it overnight there. And Josh did the most beautiful, he did two beautiful messages to these children and they got them when they get, got back from the hospital and they, it, that's now their, their security blanket. And, um, you know, it, it took all of 15 minutes and a couple of hours to ship out overnight, but uh, that will affect that child for the rest of their lives. To oh my, yeah. yeah, it was, and it was just, it, it pulls on my heart to think that, you know, a child would want to kill themselves. And when you put the, the, this whole situation in perspective, it's like, what can you do? That's my first reaction because you, you want to be helpful. And when you, when your life is, is working with children, God, there's nothing I wouldn't do to help a child. And I, and I think this really went a long way. And you know what? I didn't get a penny out of it. I didn't want anything out of it. They don't even come back anymore because they're dealing with the mental issues of the children. It was all because you just did the right thing. And I, really, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Did the right thing. And those, and, and the, the child was how old? 11 years old. And, it, and the child's goal was he wanted to go visit his father. And sing uh, him the songs. And sing him the songs. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. That's all right. I mean, I, I just feel, I mean, I feel it. Uh, I could hear it. And you're very passionate and you're very real about it. Um, let's jump into, back into business and then we're going to take a break. Uh, but here, you reference your instructors rather than calling them teachers and instructors. You refer to them as coaches. And that's a very conscious decision you've made. Let's talk about that. 
It's right. So uh, I think it was one of Dave's Facebook group friends said, why don't you call your teachers teachers? And I said, because they're not teachers. And then I put in the Facebook group, I said, does anybody here know the difference between a teacher and a coach? And people were giving me answers. But I think the real definitive answer, in my opinion, is a teacher focuses on teaching. A coach focuses on the student. And there's a big difference. If you really Huge. think about that, a coach focuses on the student. And there's one thing that'll tie into the one thing question that you're going to ask me later is you really have to have buy-in from your entire team. And all my team references themselves out as coaches. They're not teachers anymore because they really get the reason why. Well, you've created the culture that allows That's that right. to happen. Yep. Exactly. All right. We're going to take another short break. And when we come back more from Mike Grande, don't go away. We're coming right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Mike Grande about how he's turning this rock school into something big and special, not just successful financially, uh, because as I mentioned at the early part of the show, he shared some numbers with me, which says, hey, you know what? He, he can make this break. This is, a, this is a good deal, a great living, and he can build this out. But I, I just love what you're doing with the kids. I want to do a callback to the gifting idea where you guitar straps with their names on them not yep. your name. Uh, my friend, John Rulin, who's been on the show, wrote the book, Giftology. That's his whole thing. You don't need to give a gift with your logo on it. That's called marketing. Right. A gift for them is so personal. And if you give them the right gift, when somebody says, oh, that's cool. Where did you get it? You know, you'll, you'll, they'll say, you know, hey, I, I'm a student at Rock Out Loud and my, my coach right. gave this to me. And so I just want to em emphasize that. You mentioned Robert Cialdini also. Robert Cialdini, I wish I could say he's a great friend. He's a friend. I've met him, hung out with him a little bit. Robert Cialdini has written several books, but my favorite book, I have a top 10 list of books of all time. Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, is one of them. And I assume, Mike, that's where the book that you read? Yeah, it was well, one of many of his books. I, yeah. I read the new one too. But what was the one gift that Robert Cialdini references in the book, Influence, that w was stood out with him, that he's used it on every interview he's ever been on? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Now you're going to make me go back to my oh, memory bank. Wow. I got to go reread the book now. That's what I'm doing. On my next trip, I'm taking that book with me again. <laughs> he talks about going into a hotel, checking in, sitting at the desk, and then pulling out this pen with his name on it. He was there for a couple of days and the pen had Robert Cialdini, his name on it, no branding. And he kept that pen. And no matter where he goes, he always- The hotel gave him a pen with his own name on it. That's exactly right. That's All right. Exactly right. So let's stay with this gifting thing because yeah. you do anniversary gifts for your loyal customers. And there's, a, there's some marketing behind it. And I'll give you an example. Um, I, I stayed and I, I won't tell you the name of the hotel, but your initials are the Muse Hotel in New York City, Kempton Hotel. Oh, did I just tell you? Let me tell you what they did. So I walked in to check in and uh, they said, uh, what are you here for? I said, I'm actually here for a business meeting 
for the next couple of days, but then I'm going to stay. My wife is coming in town. It's her anniversary. We're going to spend the weekend in New York. And they said, oh, what's her favorite drink? Why don't we surprise her with a bottle of, uh, you know, her favorite wine or does she drink red wine, white wine? I said, yeah, that'd be great. And, and do you have a favorite drink? I said, I really don't drink at all. I'm, I'm kind of a juice guy. And they said, okay, no big deal. Thank you very much. And then I just, this was like on Tuesday and I totally forgot about it. Friday, we come in after dinner. My wife shows up Friday. It's her anniversary. We come in after dinner and there is a bottle of, of wine. Uh, there is two juices, fresh, you know, like like uh, naked juice, so it's real juice. It's really good juice. And then there's this chocolate cab, okay, and a, a, a chocolate that's in the, in the you know, shape of a cab. And if you know me, I tell this story about a taxi cab driver. And just this really note that said, happy anniversary. And when I opened it up, it was a picture of my wife and I. Wow. They found a picture of my wife and I on the internet somewhere, and I'm glad they chose that one, not my girlfriend's picture. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I'm glad I didn't tell them it was my wife when it was really my girlfriend. I was no, I, but, wow, you know, you're getting yourself deep. No, 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 no. They could have, but no, it, they, they knew. It was legit. And I'm thinking, wow. And I am still talking about this years later. And, and so the anniversary gift that you give for your loyal customers, these gifts are gifts, and tokens, but they do something. So share with us that little strategy that you have. Well, you know what? This is a great question. And people say to me, why didn't you brand it? Everybody else would have branded it. And I, I say that we go out and we profile our students. We know exactly the perfect student for us. And those students are with us year after year after year. And that's why these anniversary gifts are extremely important, not because they're going to, yes, they're going to be great for the school and people are going to talk about the school, but I know that the people that I'm sending them to have the people that they hang around are probably going to be the same type of clients that we're going to want because they're hanging around with those people. You know, that you're the sum of the, the average of the five people you hang around. So yeah, that, saying, by the way, that's a really important lesson that yeah. everybody listening, think about who you hang out with. You're the average of the sum of all those people, and that's who you are. That's exactly right. And those families, those students, those people that come to our school, those are our perfect clientele. So what better way to reward them for being our perfect clientele? And I am certain that they're going to wear that guitar strap or play that drum stick, and they're going to say, where did you get that? Oh, I got that at the Staten Island School of Rock, or I've got that at Rock Out Loud. They're going to remember that. You don't have to have the brand on there because people are going to ask naturally, that's a great strap. Wow, that's your name on there. Where did you get that? And those are the people we're trying to attract, people just like them. And believe it or not, all of a sudden when that happened, siblings started to register for lessons. So we had their sisters and their brothers come. So it was a whole family affair where people would just had one son coming or one daughter coming for a lesson. Now we have the whole family. Right, and probably some of their friends as well. Absolutely. So I want to emphasize something. Not everybody gets the same gift, do they? Nope. And, and when you're doing these messages of encouragement, not everybody gets the same message. They're all different. Everything's different. Personalization. Yep. In business, personalization is huge. Now, there's you know, big data, which gives you trends. Then, then I talk about micro data, which is individualized to each person, not because they're in a group of people, but because it's truly that individual. And I think that's part of the secret is that you don't treat everybody the same. You treat them individually as people, individually, you know, uh, personalized gifts uh, that you might not give 
this person, nobody will get a similar gift. Obviously, guitar straps not included, but the messages especially. And the, it's the personalization. How to win friends and, and influence others. What do they say? The, the, the most musical words to anybody's ears. Yes. And, and there Dale you go. Carnegie. It's their Dale name. Con- it's their yep. name. It's that's their exactly. name. Yep. And that's yep. what we did. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. The drum, one of the drum students, I spelt their name wrong once. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Then I went and I got it again. And then the guy who made the sticks spelled his name wrong twice. Then the son said, the, the, the drums, the father and the son said, don't worry about it. This is your second pair. We understand it's no big deal. And I made it right the third time and they laughed, but they said, wow, this is really a customer service experience. You really wanted to make sure we were happy. I said, absolutely. And yep. At least I could do it for a loyal customer. And, you know, it's incredible. All right. We are almost out of time and you know how we end. Yes, One thing question. I, we, you know, we could go on for hours and hours and you know what? I'm going to have you back. We're going to do this again. But this for right now, the one thing, what's the one thing you want to leave us with? I want to leave you with this and you have to know your why, your mission. And you had said this word earlier in the episode, you said something about culture. It's, you're calling mm. them coaches because that's the culture. I think it's very important that everybody that works in your, in your space knows your mission statement and they understand what they're doing it for. I will challenge anybody listening to this. If they ask five businesses what their mission statement is, you're probably lucky to get one to say this is what it is. But if you don't have a mission statement, how would you have your culture? How would you have the people working for you understand what your goals are in your business and to really come to work for that reason? And alternatively, if you have a mission statement and it's not written out and presented to your staff, how is that buy-in going to happen? You have to see it. If it's not written down, you can't expect people to read your mind. As business owners, people think that they should know better or they should know what we're thinking. But so often, that they're supposed to think you, you can't think that way because so often they don't know what you're thinking. So right. write it down, present it to them. I have each of my, two, each of my teachers, or, sorry, each of my coaches, they have in their rooms, their six levels of success. What they have to do as far as the requirements to offer the perfect experience. So when that coach comes in, they're ready to teach. They have their six, six successes to teach and they know exactly how they're going to teach and perform that day, but they have to know the mission statement. So I will leave you with that, the mission statement and the vision as to why you're doing what you're doing. All right. We're not done because I want to, I want to riff a moment more on the mission statement. Is the mission statement those six items or is there a line that defines what that is? Mission statement can be found on rockoutloud.com or SI School of Rock. It's the very last. We don't, at the Staten Island School of Rock or Rock Out Loud, we believe in creating leaders. And we, not only leaders, but giving people the self-esteem and self-confidence. And we use music as a tool to do it. And we just happen to have great teachers to do it. So do all of your coaches know the mission statement? I, it's so funny you say that. Every two weeks I have a conference call and I ask a different coach what the mission statement is. A new coach joined us two weeks ago and I said, Rachel, why don't you give Eugene an idea of how things go around here? She goes, okay, Mike's going to say, what's the mission statement? And we have to make sure we have the mission statement right every time. So I have nine teachers and each teacher has to recite it every other week to make sure that we all understand what that mission statement is. I love it. I love it. And, And how long is it? It's only two or three sentences, as yeah. I said. Two or three So I'll go a step further and ask you to try to make it one sentence one day. Pare it down to one sentence. So clear. You know, yes. I've talked about this a hundred times on the show. The Ritz-Carlton, nine words. We're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's a company out of Nashville, Symbiosis, and I'm gonna, I think this is exactly the phrase. We love our customers so much, 
when we kiss them, their lips bleed. <laughs> okay. Now that's, so it's one sentence, you know, and then you can get to three words like we're, you know, you know, always be amazing, right, right, ace right. hardware, helpful hardware place, you know, so you've got these, um, great. Uh, I just worked for Whataburger. I don't, you probably don't know what Whataburger is living in New York, but they're Southern. They got about 800 uh, places to buy the most delicious hamburgers. You know, think of Shake Shack, think yeah, of, yeah. you know, Steak and Shake, think, but Whataburger is great. And I want to make sure I get this right. They have uh, care, uh, care, pride, love, three words. And then of course, underneath this, similar to your six ideas, they have statements uh, that drive that. You care about the family members you work with. By the way, just like you call your teachers coaches, they call their employees family members and they mm. treat them like that. Uh, so that's care. Uh, pride. We take pride in what we sell and what we do, which are d- delicious hamburgers and french fries. And, and by the way, they got a pretty extensive menu and it's a lot more than that. And the word love, love is about their customers. We love serving our customers. That's and that's... Great. When, when, when you can say those three words, it's so easy. And you know what? I don't even work for the company. And, and I just did one speech for them. And I'm still remembering those three words, you know. And, and just to, to your point, getting your people to recite it every time. It's so power, powerful. All right. We have gone over time. But that's all right. Because this has been an amazing episode. It absolutely was. And this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Yes. And my new best friend, Mike Grande. <laughs> <laughs> from the Staten Island School of Rock and Rock Out Loud. Thank you so much for being here, man. It's been oh, awesome. I am, I am honored. This was just great, Chef. Thanks very, very much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. This is awesome. And, and our people, I'm sure, thanking you for being on the show. Hey, everyone, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We'll have another great interview next week. So until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.